Well, at one point, I probably would have agreed with him, but not anymore. Welcome to the HMP podcast. Each episode will touch on a different subject surrounding the criminal justice system. You'll find a link to the HMP podcast on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, or at bensturge.com. I'm going to start this podcast by bringing the elephant into the room of suicide in prisons and the impact that it has and what's being done about it. So, between 2011 and 2016, there was 20 suicides at Woodhill, 14 at Chelmsford, 14 at Liverpool, 13 at Leeds, 12 at Exeter, 12 at Hewell, 12 at Wandsworth, 11 at Bedford, 11 at Durham, and 11 at Manchester. That's just a few of the prisons in the estate. I haven't got the stats for all the prisons, but you can get the idea. In addition to this terrible number of suicides seen across the prison estate, in 2016 alone, there was 40,000 incidents of self-harm, which is an all-time high. The National Audit Office, the public spending watchdog, has made a statement that it remains unclear how inmates' mental health can be improved and suicide prevented with the current levels of funding. An IMB report puts this down to a lack of experienced officers due to the lack of funding. And it could be seen that an example of this was a young 27-year-old man that took his life at Winchester Prison. He asked a member of staff what's the best way for him to kill himself. Now it's worth noting that the member of staff wasn't a trained serving prison officer. They were actually working for a private company um, brought in and they hadn't completed mandatory training in self-harm or suicide prevention. Because they hadn't received the mandatory training, there wasn't any record or log of the young man's concerns and it simply fell on deaf ears. Um, Unfortunately, you know, he went to take his own life. And sadly, since then, there's been two more deaths in the same prison by suicide also. This isn't a smear on an individual prison or a reflection on an individual prison. These are problems that are happening right across the prison estate. This is something that's going on on a huge scale that really really does need to be looked at now some of you might be thinking that haven't got any personal experience of prison suicide's a problem inside and outside of prison so why the relevance well statistically they say some of the reasons that people commit self-harm and suicide can be relationship problems drugs um you know, in prison, lengthy prison sentences or the prison conditions themselves. I think the the key to this is prison can exaggerate and highlight problems that would otherwise be easier to deal with if you did have your freedom. So the risk of suicide and the reality of suicide whilst in prison is significantly higher.
to put it into perspective, somebody that's at risk of self-harm or suicide might be behaving in an erratic, um, desperate way in an attempt to get help and support with the demons that they're facing. Unfortunately, again, due to lack of trained staff, um, funding cuts and the, the current protocol, it's not always possible to deal with these people effectively. And if they are acting up and they are being, you know, sometimes loud, sometimes aggressive, just generally frustrated and desperate, I guess, a lot of the time, the way that these people are dealt with is they're seen as a nuisance and a threat to the prison environment. And quite often, they'll find themselves going to solitary confinement, you know, segregation or the block, as some people know it. Those people that are at risk of self-harm that get put in the block, it's not going to improve their state of mind and it's not going to help them to deal with the problems that they're currently facing. It's been proven that the block causes serious psychological damage, um, not just temporary, some of it's actually permanent and irreversible. So this is how we're dealing with people in prisons that need help. Now I know this doesn't apply to every case and there are some initiatives in prison to assist in the prevention of suicide, you know, which, which we'll talk about. Um, but I think it's very clear to see that whatever the current system is, it's actually not working. In the 1980s, which I'd like to add is the decade I was born, and in my opinion, the best decade, there was a huge epidemic of suicide in prisons. And it was around the same time that the Samaritans launched the Listener's Scheme. Now, the Listener's Scheme has been golden in reducing self-harm and suicide prevention. And the theory behind it is, for those of you that don't know, prisoners, serving prisoners, can be trained as listeners to offer support to those in a time of need. The only downside to the listeners scheme, if it can be seen as one, is prisoners need training to be able to become a listener, which is obviously very important. And this is dependent on um, the prison being able to facilitate that training and recognising um, individual prisoners that have the right attributes to be a good listener. Again, something which might be more um, easy to achieve if the prison's running smoothly with the correct staff and levels um, trained to the right standards themselves and with the available funding to achieve this. Sadly, um, it's not often the case and there's been some you know, terrible things. Uh, it was only today that I found out there's a serving prisoner who spent 10 months as a Samaritan's listener helping to prevent suicide and uh, self-harm. But unfortunately now, with the prison estate the way that it is, he's actually been given an alternative job of putting plastic lids on plastic boxes. 
I mean, how many lives is that going to save, including his own, when he's released? What kind of rehabilitation is that? So given the current situation, how can we tackle self-harm and suicide prevention in prisons in their current state with you know this um, low funding and these budget cuts because quite honestly I can't see anything changing anytime soon regarding funding Um, but there is still lives at stake and you know we we still have a duty to try and help people Um, you know prison is a punishment but it shouldn't be a life sentence in the sense of um, a death sentence I think immediately the first thing that anybody can do is to recognise that when somebody is feeling suicidal or like they want to self-harm it isn't a sign of weakness and it's nothing to be ashamed of and to be honest it's actually an opportunity to get the help that um, you maybe feel you've needed for a long time if you're in that position. You know, I'm 36 years old. They say that suicide is the biggest killer of men between 30 and 45. So it puts me firmly in the middle. And I have no shame in admitting that there's been times in my life where I've considered suicide. Thankfully, I recognise that your life evolves on you know a a minute by minute basis and the time that I was in where I was feeling so low um, wasn't permanent it wasn't going to last forever and fortunately um, you know I didn't go through with any plans and I, I ultimately found myself in a lot better place where I can now sort of look back on it and well record this podcast quite comfortably um at the time I was in a very, very different mind state. And this is something that I try to explain to people when they are feeling low and they do sort of ask me for advice. Things do get better with time. Now, somebody that's going through the madness of it all will be jumping up and down right now saying, but some things can't get better with time. You know, certain things can't change. Some um, pain is permanent, etc., etc. And yeah maybe that can't change but your perception of it and how you deal with it that's the part that can change and it's that's the part where you get stronger and you um, find yourself in a place where you can ultimately deal with the, the, the pain and the misery that you're currently experiencing sometimes being a man in this world you've got to be seen as tough and strong and um you know show no emotion because emotion can be seen as weakness well I used to think that way but I disagree strongly nowadays because I think a real man is somebody that can show his emotions and somebody that can admit his emotions and somebody that can face them and deal with them and just be real just be who they are at that any given moment or time you walk around the prison and everybody's got this kind of um, shell that they're carrying and the shell is to protect themselves against any sort of pain and and feelings that they might experience Um, the thing is that shell becomes very very heavy and after time 
it slows you down and you start to crawl and while you're crawling with that big heavy shell on your back you just can't see a way to get back up on your feet and it's in that moment of um, insight that you realise the thing that's stopping you standing up is the heavy shell on your back that you put there to protect yourself and it's no better time than the present to take that shell and kick it off and stand up tall and face life for what it is even if you know you're in a place in your life where you don't want to do this for you um, because I don't know you might be carrying a lot of guilt about certain things or feel that you aren't good enough or don't deserve to not feel this way you know this is all very negative thinking and negative feeling which will not help anybody including yourselves um, I think what you've got to do is find the reality that everybody has got a story to tell everybody is going through one thing or another and it's crazy because if everybody stood up at the same time and dumped their shell and looked at each other you'd realize that you're all there to support each other and you're all there to um, give each other the help that you need to come through whatever challenge it is that you're facing you know you can't rely on funding and prison systems and all this kind of stuff to help you deal with these problems it's great if the help's there and i strongly suggest you take it but in reality just because it's not there or it's not right in front of your face it's not a time to cave in or retreat it's a time to find your inner strength and stand up tall and um, you know deal with it in your own mind with the help of like-minded people that are around you that are probably going through very similar things so how can you spot somebody that is going through um, a dark time where they're ultimately warning signs of a potential suicide at risk um, well they say talking about wanting to die or kill themselves is a warning sign looking for ways to do it is a warning sign talking about feeling hopeless with no reason to live is also a warning sign talking about feeling trapped in unbearable pain talking about being a burden to other people or increasing the use of alcohol or drugs in an attempt of escapism a lot of these warning signs are sadly quite commonplace within the prison estate you know just as I'm sort of reading over my notes there I'm kind of putting myself back in a place where I was in prison and a lot of this could have related to quite a lot of the people but you know that's it's not okay but it is understandable given the environment um, you know of which prisoners are currently in now to put it into perspective um, you know suicide and self-harm isn't just a problem for prisons it's a huge problem across the world and the more people feel hopeless um, the more it sort of rises I guess um, so much in fact that Facebook we're all aware of Facebook Mark Zuckerberg the founder of Facebook made some plans to use artificial intelligence um, to identify 
suicidal users that are using Facebook and be able to offer them help. Absolutely ingenious initiative and really, really powerful if it works. You know, like you might expect a um, bit of red tape, the EU data laws are actually blocking this from, you know, coming into play, which to me sounds crazy. Why would anybody want to block anything that could save lives and prevent self-harm and suicide? With the digital rollout of in-cell kiosks and technology that's going into the prison estate, you know, I would strongly back this type of technology being implemented into the prison estate. Um, you know, if it saved one life, then it's been worth every penny of investment, hasn't it? So the obligatory thing to do here is is um, just sort of, you know, put a, a little plug in for the Samaritans that can be reached on 116123. Um, if you're not aware of the prisoner listener scheme and you are listening to this podcast in prison, you know, reach out to a listener if you're feeling that way um, and you're in a dark place. And if you're not, maybe look at becoming a listener because you might be able to help somebody that is. You know, don't suffer in silence and don't let those suffer in silence around you. Thanks for listening. I'm at Real Ben Sturge and this is the HMP podcast series. Please tweet, retweet, like, share, tag, email, do whatever you can to get the exposure out there. Thank you.